Recently, I felt like I was being penalized for being who I am. I was talking to a friend, and we were talking about kind of goals and career and such. And I mentioned that I love discipleship, that I'm a pastor first and foremost. And the question was asked, well, does that mean you're not B because you're A? And I told him, you know, that felt kind of, like I said, like I was being sanctioned or punished for being who I really am. And it was an interesting moment, and I'm glad I said what I said, because it's exactly how I felt. And then it got me thinking over the last few, I guess, the last few days, what did I really mean by what I said? What did my statement mean to me? And so I drew a uh, little diagram that I wanted to go over about how my value of discipleship and mentor mentorship or coaching, I guess you could call it now, is what drives and motivates everything I do. So right now I'm doing, you could say, four things. I'm coaching as a life coach. I'm also volunteering at my church. I teach full-time, and I also am a music producer. Now, you could say that all those things are related, or you could say that they're not related to each other. Maybe someone could say that I'm doing too many things, or that I'm doing things that are all separate. And I've also wondered the same thing. But as I go through this transition that I mentioned in my last podcast about this kind of the golden handcuffs idea and being free from, I guess, who I used to be or how I used to view myself, I've realized that all of those things are all the same thing. It's really discipleship, mentorship, and guidance. Guess why or guess what? That's what I lacked. That's what moves my heart, and it goes back to my father. That's what I longed for. And I love most about my dad. I was mentored by my father for the first 11, 12 years of my life when I was with him every day. I was loved by my father and mentored through letters during the next 20 years when we were apart. But I still longed for more. I wish I had had him at age 12 and 14 and 15 and 18. I didn't. And that was a real pain in my life and maybe the most dramatic and drastic um, event and events that I went through. And so it makes sense why I now, everything I do, it's really, it goes back to mentoring and helping young people just like I needed help. Especially at that age of, I would say high school perhaps middle school, but I think high school is more my jam and college age because those are the ages, especially as a young Hispanic male living in this country, that I needed the most help and I didn't get it. Now, God provided surrogate, quote-unquote, father figures, my father-in-law being one of them, but that didn't happen until my late 20s, early 30s. But God provided pastors, and guess what? That's why I became a pastor. God provided mentors and that's why I've become a mentor. God provided my college pastor and that's why I love college students and college just college in general. God provided high school teachers, Miss Husband and Miss Hernandez, I believe I forget her name. And guess what? That's why I love being a high school teacher. God provided the church and music and guess what? That's why I love church 
in the music, music and the church. So why am I volunteering at my church? Because there are hundreds of young people who need mentorship and guidance. And that's why I'm there, leading worship, teaching, mentoring, coaching. Why do I teach high school? Because that's when I needed the help that I now am giving. It's young men and women who are Hispanic, who live in basically the areas of town where I grew up and who need help. And I have that joy and that passion. Why do I teach music production or produce music? The same thing, to mentor young people. Why do I coach? And I'm a life coach and a spiritual coach. Same thing, to mentor and disciple young people. And people in transition also, because that's another huge part of my life, is this whole idea of midlife and transition and all this stuff. So even though this person who I was talking to, and maybe he didn't mean to, but just to say it, was condemning me or judging me, or maybe he was just asking the question of, why am I doing A when I'm really B? He didn't see it. He couldn't see what I really meant. I am all of these things, but it's really just the same thing, the same heart, to mentor, to coach, to guide young people towards Jesus towards life, towards guidance, so they can succeed, like I have and more. During times, during a time when, like I did, perhaps they're lacking a father figure, and maybe they do have a father figure, but maybe they need a teacher, a mentor, a coach. I had my grandma, I had my father, I had my mom, but I didn't have it in the traditional way. And a lot of these young people today don't have a traditional family. I was talking to a young man yesterday about his dreams and goals. And I said, oh, your dad, because he was talking about his dad and how he loves his dad. But his dad lives in Arizona. He hardly sees his dad. So, like me, he also longs for those conversations, long conversations with his father. He idolizes his dad, but he doesn't have him near him because his parents got divorced, etc., etc., with the advent of the broken family unit the last 20 years, it's gotten worse and worse. Guess what's needed more than ever? More than ever. And, and guess whose heart beats for this? Mentorship. My heart beats for mentoring young people. Whether it's through worship or teaching a class, whether it's in high school, teaching high school math, or whether it's producing music, my heart is to mentor young people, to provide for them what I lacked, what hurts me, what what makes me cry at times, how I didn't have my father to teach me all these things that I wish for. And now I'm trying to do that and be that surrogate father, that father figure to young men and women who need so much. I'll close with the story. So as I mentioned, this young man was telling me how he loves talking to his dad, but he hardly sees him. He was telling me that when... They go to Arizona. He loves talking to his dad. And his dad tells him about business and about learning and how never to stop learning. He said, my dad tells me to learn as much as I can. You never stop learning until the day you die. And he was saying how his dad doesn't necessarily isn't looking at him because he's driving, but he loves just listening to his dad while he's driving. This is a 16, 17-year-old young man. And it was so moving because guess what? 
That's what I did with my son. Since he was four years old when I would take him to preschool. I would sit with him in the car. He would be in the back in his car seat. And I would just talk to him. Not about business, maybe, but about God and love. My love for him and preschool and his lonchera, his lunch box, and sitting in the numbers outside and not being afraid. And I did that when he was in first grade and in third grade and in sixth and seventh and tenth. Now he has his own car. And probably will buy a car that's better than mine, faster, nicer, newer. But guess what I do when we go to church together on Sundays? He sits with me in my car, my little beat-up car, and I talk to him about life and school and relationships and church and business and all the things that he wonders about. And it's a joy to do what I didn't get because of life what my father wished he could do, what this young man gets from his dad once in a while. I have the joy to do that with my son every day and with our daughters too. And that's why I am who I am. And whether people don't get that or they want someone who is this or that, it doesn't really matter to me because I know what God has called me to do. And I know that there are so many people that need this. And I believe and declare that God is going to use this focus of mine, of discipleship and mentorship and coaching and whatever you want to call it now, guidance, to bring young people closer to him, to see their lives be changed for the gospel, to have these young people, young men and women, receive the guidance that they need, especially young Hispanic males and girls that need so much today. And I am here to help and to give them my life, just like my dad gave as much as he could, just like I have given to my son and our daughters as well. I want to give back, and I hope God gives me 30 more years of life to give to these young people everything I have, everything I know, as much as I can, imperfectly, to the best of my abilities, and that there will be jobs and people and owners and whatever out there that who's who I am, their dream come true. Who, when they hear me talk, they think this is the man that I've been dreaming and praying for, for this job, for this opportunity. In these areas and these skills that God's given me. And so I'm thankful for the clarity and I will continue to persevere. Even if people misunderstand or maybe they want something more vanilla. This is who I am. And I'm thankful for it, that I have found my true calling in life to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Young people, young men and women who need the guidance that I so sorely needed and received. And to be one of those young people or to be one of those mentors to young people so they can find their way and live a life of gozo and succeed and raise families and continue to build healthy families and healthy marriages and relationships in this dark and degenerate generation that we live in, but to stand for the gospel, to stand for the truth in these very important times. That's my heart. That's my passion. And I hope that, and I know that someone will see that 
and will give me an opportunity to serve in these ways. And I thank God for the opportunities that I already have and for those yet to come. Thank you for being here. If you need my coaching, if you are especially someone at midlife transitioning and you are trying to find your way in your true, unique contribution in this world, I'd love to talk to you. Uh, write me an email, trig at davidtrig.com. Find me on Instagram, DM me at David Trigg, or go to my website, davidtrig.com slash coaching, davidtrig.com slash coaching. Let's get started to get you to the other side. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being here. I will see you next time. Adios. Adios.